Thanks for joining us today. We love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So we encourage you to share your story with us at info at fellowshipgj.com. Also, if God is using this ministry to impact you, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially. And you can do that online at fellowshipgj.com and pick the giving option that works best for you and help us continue to bring the message of Christ to our community and beyond. Again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's message. Would you pray with me before we get started? Heavenly Father, we pray right now that your Holy Spirit would grab a hold of us, get our attention right now so that we would be focused on your word. And we pray that today, more than any words that come out of my mouth, that God, we would see Jesus in this place, that we would understand you more because we know if we see Jesus, we will be changed and that's what we need, God. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said... Amen. In Genesis chapter 32, verse 28, we read last week, it says, Then the man said, Your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. See, last week we started a series called It's Time for a Change. How many of you want some change in your life? In fact, why don't you give your neighbor a a gentle shake and tell them it's time for some change. It's time for for a change. I'm going to try to let you out of here on time today, and I know what you're thinking. That would be a change. <laughs> I, I, I know. Do my very best, but uh, I do believe that God wants to speak to us in this series. I believe he began speaking to us in this series last week, and if you missed it, I want to encourage you to get online and, and listen to last week's sermon uh, so that you'll be caught up with us as we look in Jacob's story. But in this series, we're insinuating that there are certain types of people, certain kinds of people that they're not just sitting around waiting for something to change, but there are types of people that, that make moves and make things change. You know, there are types of people that understand that, you know, the things don't move just simply because the clock moves. Things don't move simply because the calendar moved, but things move because I am making moves. And in this next season, I I am determined to make some moves. In this next season, I'm expecting to see some changes on my life, not just because the season's changing, but because I'm making some changes in my life. It's time for a change. So last week, we talked about the fact that when we're talking about change, We're not simply talking about just becoming better or smarter or stronger, but we're talking about the word uh, that we see in Romans chapter 12, that be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We're talking about transformation, that we're going to be changed by the renewing of our mind, and that type of change is transformation. So we're not talking about being a better version of an old thing. We're talking about becoming a superior version of a new thing. So I'm not talking about becoming a faster or stronger caterpillar. I'm talking about becoming a butterfly. Because when a caterpillar becomes a butterfly, there's a a transformation that happens in its life where it begins to move differently. And I wonder how many of you in this next season of your life are ready to move differently into this next season of your life. Because you say, listen, the the last seasons of my life, I'm sick of getting stuck. I'm sick of struggling with things. Because simply by the nature of transformation, when a butterfly changes and he begins to move differently, now he's flying over things that he used to get stuck in. And some of you, you are so ready to stop getting stuck in the same issues, the same cycles, the same uh, uh, problems that you've got stuck in in the past. You're you're ready to stop that struggle and to start flying over. and, And we see that this all happens through transformation. 
Because you could spend the next season of your life trying to do certain things, or you can spend this next season of your life becoming a certain type of person. There's a difference. You can spend this next season of your life trying to read more, or you could become a reader. You can spend this next season of your life just trying to run more and get healthy, or you could become an athlete. Spend this next season of your life trying to tell the truth more, or you could become an honest person. See, I'm talking about transformation. And we saw transformation take place in a man by the name of Jacob's life. And we, we read this story last week, and we're going to dive right back into it, because we see Jacob was a man, he was messed up. He was, his name meant manipulator, trickster, conniver, he, and he had ruined relationships with everyone around him, including his family members, uh, because of, of his ways. And we see it, that he was messed up and he wanted to change, so he was going back to try to fix things with his brother, and he stopped at a place called Jabbok, a river bottom called Jabbok, and there the Bible says that a man wrestled with him till daybreak, that's Genesis thirty-two twenty-four. And maybe you're being fought right now because you, like Jacob, are right at the edge of crossing over into a new chapter in your life. And there's some of you that you've been struggling with things and you, you feel like, why is there always a fight? Why am I dealing with this issue again? Why, why am I struggling again? And maybe it's because God has you right where he wants you, where you are about to step into a new place in your life. You're about to step into change. You're about to step into transformation. And the Bible says that when the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let go of me for it's daybreak. And Jacob replied, I will not let go of you unless you bless me. And that was last week we talked, about, we talked about the fact that it was time for a change. And he had a relentlessness to fight. And this week we're talking about fighting for change, fighting for change. So again, we just read the verse. Then the man said, let go of me for it's daybreak. Then Jacob replied, I will not let go of you until you bless me. Now that's kind of weird. He's fighting with a person and now he, he's expecting to be blessed by this person. What, what would cause Jacob to make such a strange statement? Why, why would he say something like that? Well, two things come to my mind of two reasons why he might possibly make this statement. The first is this, that maybe Jacob re refused to, li uh, to have purposeless pain. He, he refused to let his pain be purposeless. Like, like, cause think about this. He's like, listen, you, you messed my hip up, so I'm hurting, okay? And then we fought all night long, so you took my time. And if you think that I'm going to experience pain and you're going to take my time and I'm going to come out of this with nothing, then you wrestled the wrong person. You don't understand who you wrestled. You should have messed with someone else because I am not going to go through what I just went through and not come out of it without something. I'm not coming out of this empty-handed. I'm going to get something out of this. And I wonder, are there any of you that you refuse to live with purposeless pain? That you're like, no, 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 I'm not going to go through that season of my life and not come out of it with, without something. If I'm going to go through that type of a breakup, if I'm going to go through that type of a job loss, that type of insecurity, that type of a struggle, if I'm going to go through that type of pain, then you better believe I'm coming out of it stronger and I'm coming out of it wiser. I'm coming out of it with something. There's some of you in here, you could say, listen, uh, I, I, would, I would tell you that I've gone through some difficult things and, and I have refused to live with purposeless pain. So I'm gonna take the pain I went through and I did come out of it wiser and stronger and I'm gonna use that to help other people not have to go through the same things that I went through. 
It's probable that, that that's one of the reasons that maybe Jacob said, hey, you need to bless me. If we're gonna, you're going to take my time, you're going to hurt me, I'm going to get something out of this. But it's probably more likely this, this second idea. is Maybe, because the second thing that comes to my mind, maybe Jacob believed that the person that he was wrestling with had the capability of doing something for Jacob that he didn't have the capability of doing for himself. Because catch this, what this means is that at the end of this fight, his perspective changed on who he was wrestling. Okay, at the end of the fight, his perspective changed on who he was wrestling because at the beginning of the fight, he thought he was wrestling one thing, but at the end of the fight, he saw that he was wrestling another. Because if you jump forward to verse 30, this is what verse 30 says. So Jacob called the place Peniel saying, it is because I saw God face to face and yet my life was spared. Now, wait a minute. Up till now, because in verse 28, Jacob just said he was wrestling with a man. But then when you get to verse 30, Jacob says he was wrestling with God. So in verse 28, he thought he was wrestling one thing, but by the time he gets to verse 30, his perspective changes and he sees what he thought was a man was God all along. So what I'm trying to tell you is that there are certain things in your life that in verse 28 of your life, you're gonna think are a certain thing, but if you can just make it to verse 30, you're gonna see that was a whole nother thing. Because in verse 28, you thought it was a breakup, but in verse 30, if you can just make it there, you realize, you go, I thought I was dying in verse 28. I can't believe that they left me. I can't believe I went through so much pain. But I got to verse 30 and thought, oh, thank you, Jesus, I don't have to deal with that person anymore, right? Thank you, Jesus, for rescuing me from them. Because, oh, I thought it was a job loss and I didn't know I was gonna be able to pay the bills, but thank you, Jesus, you rescued me from that environment. If you can just make it to verse 30, there are some of you right now that you're in a fight and you're in verse 28 of your life and I don't know who I'm talking to, but some of you, you just need to hang on and you just need to keep fighting and you just need to take some steps because if you can make it to verse 30, God will give you perspective on and show you what you were really fighting in verse 28 and maybe what you were fighting in verse 28, it, it's something that you look back and you go, oh, that was God. God was trying to make some changes in my life. God was, God was wrecking me for a reason. He was, he was doing things in my life because he was helping me and I didn't even realize it. Many of you know that I made some dumb decisions as a kid. I, I, I was hanging out with the wrong peer group and I, I made some mistakes and in doing so, I, went, I got in so much trouble. I went through a season where I lost all of my friends uh, I lost my peer group around me. I, I had no one to hang out with, no one to talk to. I was in trouble with my family. I was in trouble with the school. I, I had issues going on all around me. And I was looking at that going, I think I'm gonna die here. I, I don't know if I'm gonna make it through this. Like, God, why are you letting this happen to me? Why is this struggle going on? Why is all this taking place? And I now look back on my life and I look back at what was going on and I see that in, I, that in verse 30, I just made it from 28 to 30 to where I go in verse 30 in my life. Now I look back at that and go, oh, that was God all along. Thank you, Jesus, because if you didn't knock me off of that path, if you didn't knock me off of, of the road I was on, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today. I wouldn't be here today because I was going down a destructive path that was, it was destroying my relationships, it was destroying my family, it was destroying my destiny. 
So thank you, God. And I'm just here to tell you, some of you, you're in a struggle right now and you're going, why is this happening to me? Just keep holding on because when God moves you from the verse 28 in your life and gives you some perspective in verse 30, you're gonna look back and see that, that yeah, because you kept on fighting, because you kept on wrestling for change, you began to see that change. You go, wait a minute, what I was fighting all along was not a problem. Maybe what I was fighting along was God. God, thank you for getting me out of that mess. So Jacob made it through this fight. And we see that Jacob asked for a blessing. And, and this is what the man replies that Jacob's wrestling with, okay? It's kind of strange. He said, the man replied, what is your name? See, that's a strange response to me because you think if I asked you to bless me, you'd probably say, well, what do you want, right? What do you want? Like, if I ask for a blessing, I expect someone to ask, well, what, what do you want? Like, I, 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 I want something to fix some sort of symptom in my life, something that's going on. Maybe I want more money. Maybe I want a job. Maybe, I, you know, I want a specific relationship. I want some health. I don't know what it is, but we, we give all these symptomatic things that we want. But, but this is what's so interesting here. Uh, we see here that God didn't ask Jacob um, what he wanted. He asked him, what is your name? Because get this, the blesser understands sometimes that the person asking to be blessed doesn't always know how to ask what for. Uh, what to ask to be blessed for because sometimes we're asking for the wrong things. And the good news is our God is a good God. Like it's been said where he will look past the, the, the prayers of our mouth to listen to the prayers of our hearts. Because sometimes he's saying no to certain prayers that we're asking for because he knows what we're truly asking in our heart. See, your God, he speaks heart. He interprets heart. He knows what you really need, and he's a good God. So, so he, he doesn't ask, what do you want? Because he's not ready to fix a symptom. He wants to get to the issue. He asks, what is your name? Because there's certain things that will never, you will never have to ask God to change when you become a different type of person. There's certain things that you, you'll stop praying about. See, your, some of your prayers will change in your life when you do. Because Jacob was praying for peace with Esau because of what Jacob did. Jacob was a trickster. He was a conniver. He was a manipulator. He stole his birthright. All of these things that he was praying about, he was praying about them but because of problems that he created. And, and by God changing who he is, changing his name and his identity, giving him a transformation, now he doesn't need to pray about peace with his brother if he's not going to be a manipulative person anymore. And if we were to be honest, how many of us would know that some of the things we're praying about, we're praying about simply things that a lack of discipline broke? That if we, would have, if we would have done it God's way in the first place, if we would have been taking care of ourselves God's way in the first place, if we would have taken care of our relationship God's way in the first place, that we wouldn't be praying about these symptomatic things to change. So we see here that, that God asked him, what is your name? And and then Jacob answers, so my name's Jacob, it's trickster, it's manipulator, it's a conniver. And then we see this, and then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel. Okay, which means prince with God. 
So he says, I'm going to move you from being just a manipulator and a trickster and a conniver to, to now you need to understand who you are is changing. You are being transformed into a, a prince with God. You are a child of God because you have struggled with God and with humans and overcome. Wait a minute. Got to pause there again. We just learned that this man in the tent was, was God. So he says, you've struggled with God and with humans. What human are we talking about? Jacob was the only one there. Maybe, maybe the man that Jacob was wrestling with was himself. You ever thought about that? This is a transformation of his life. Maybe, maybe Jacob was wrestling with Israel and Israel was wrestling with Jacob. Because if we were honest, how many of you would say most of the wrestling I do is with myself? Like, let's just be honest. Like, man, most of the fighting I do happens in me. Most of the fighting, is take, it's taking place in my mind. Like, like Paul says, when he, when he says, the, talks about the same struggle, he's like, I don't even understand myself at all because I, the good things that I try to do, I don't do them. And then the bad things that I try not to do, those are the very things I do. It's like, I'm wrestling with myself. And I wonder if, if, if you'd be honest enough to say that, yeah, the old new is wrestling with the new you. And, and, and the old you is looking at the new you trying to take back over again, but the new you is looking at the old you and saying, listen, you don't know who you're wrestling with because I will wrestle you until I die. I will wrestle you with my hip out of socket. I will wrestle you with tears in my eyes because I will not let the, the worst of me get the best of me. I will wrestle in change. I will win this battle within me. I will win the battle of World War Me. Man, there's some of us in here that you're going, yeah, but pastor, I've tried. I've been in this battle. I've been in this battle so long. I've been, I, 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 I want to see change. I want to see moves happen. I want to, but I keep going back. I keep struggling. I keep having these, these wrestling matches on the inside. And I'm struggling. The Bible says that Jacob was there wrestling, wrestling all night. Tears in his eyes, his hip out of place, hurting. He says, I'm going to get something out of this. I'm going to be blessed. I'm going to be changed. And when the blesser comes back and blesses him, what does he do? He doesn't give him a symptomatic fix. He doesn't say, well, I'm just going to give you a little extra money and that'll fix your problem. I'll just give you a little extra peace and that'll fix your problem. He says, no, no, no. I'm going to direct you and change you into living your life as a prince of God as a son of God, as a daughter of God, as a child of God, because now as you live life differently, you, what you will see is you'll read in Jacob's story that you'll see that the trajectory of his life changed when his name did. He, the entire trajectory of his life changed when his name did because when you become a different man, you live a different life. When you become a different woman, you live a different life because there are certain places that only certain types of people can go. There are certain places that your gift is not the key to getting to. And, and let me just be honest and, and, and tell you something, church family, that, that gifted people are some of the very hardest people to ever undergo true change. Because your gift can get you so far. 
And people will look at you and they will ignore the Jacob that they see in your life. The closest people around you will ignore the Jacob that they see in your life that is wrecking and messing up everything simply because you can produce. Simply because you're successful. So we're just gonna put up with that, that side of you that's destroying you. It's not just destroying your relationships, not just destroying things on the outside, but, but you already know it because you're already wrestling with it. You already struggle with it. It's destroying you on the inside. And people will just completely overlook it because you can produce. And I wonder if there's anyone in here that would just say, man, I, I'm struggling. Because the truth is, we see here in scripture, as we go back to it, the Bible says, and let me, let me wrap up with this. I'm gonna, I am gonna let you out on time today. It will be a change. The Bible said he wrestled with him till daybreak, which means that Jacob did not become Israel until he won what he was wrestling with in the dark. He had to win that which he was wrestling with in the dark. And let me tell you, on this Sunday morning as I look out here and I see all of you with your nice clothes on, your makeup done, ladies, and, and you're looking sharp, you look good, you got it all together with a smile on your face. On the outside, you look good. But here's the truth I know about every person in this room. On the inside, there's some area that you've been wrestling with. And the truth is, from looking on the outside at you, uh, you'd never know it. I'm looking at I don't know. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I mean, you, you look like you got it all together. But there's some area, it's, it's part of human nature. It's part of that wrestling with our old sin nature once we become followers of Christ, of like trying to let go of the old life, letting go of our flesh, letting go of the, those patterns. And, and, and we're wrestling. So on the outside, you can look really happy, but on the inside, you're wrestling with unforgiveness. On the outside, look, looking so confident, but on the inside, re wrestling with insecurity wrestling with jealousy, wrestling with a comparison game. Uh, uh, I don't have as many likes as they do. I don't have as many followers as they do. I don't have the job they do or the relationships that they do. And it's like on the outside, everything looks like it's perfectly fine, but on the inside, you're, you're wrestling, wrestling. And it's in the dark. And there's many of you that it would even go beyond that and it could go to a sin pattern and you could say, oh, okay, I, I know what I'm wrestling with and, and it might be an addiction, it might be pornography, it might be uh, you know, some sort of uh, relationship, some sort of affair, something that, that like no one else knows about but it's going on on the inside and you're struggling with it and you're trying to take it down and, and, and you're just so frustrated. And I think so many of us, it's like we get to this point where we're like, we're afraid, am I even gonna let anyone know what, what's going on in my life? Because did you notice that Jacob in this story, he's alone in the tent, why? Because he sent everyone else away. He sent his family away. Why? Because the truth is when you're truly wrestling with what's going on on the inside, you don't want anyone to know. Because will they truly love me if they knew what I was really thinking right now? 
Would they truly care who I am? And it creates all this anxiety in our lives where we're wondering, it's like, do I, it's like I know I could fit in when I put the smile on on the outside. I know I could be accepted and loved when, when I'm doing everything right on the outside. But what about when I'm struggling on the inside? If I let that part out of my life, would, would people still accept me? Would they really care? And I think it's, it, it comes to a place where it's, we don't understand this because we don't truly understand how much God loves us. We don't truly understand that, that God loves every part of you. And do you understand that means the sinful, jacked up, messed up parts of you? Well, yeah, we, we say that in church. We don't understand that, but do, do, think about it. Do you really believe that God loves that part of you that you keep going back to instead of him? Do you really believe that God like can love that part of you that's your sin? Well, well maybe, or, or do we think that God's just up in heaven going like, can you just admit already how messed up you are? And we're like, I, I messed up. He's like, well, I'm glad you said something, right? It's like, we think that because it's like, we got it so twisted in our head that he doesn't love every part of us. But the truth is he shows us that, that, that what did he do? He sent his son to come and rush into that very place in your life that's broken, that's hurting. That's what we see it in, in our own bodies. That's what a bruise is. When, when, when you've been wounded in your body somewhere, that part of your life where there's pain, that part of your body where there's been injury, what happens? The blood rushes in there. What is this showing us? It's showing us the nature of God. What does God do? He sends the blood to rush into that very area that you think he can't love. That you think that, that you gotta hide and not let anyone else see. That's what he's trying to get into. That's what he's trying to come and fix and change and transform that very area that you've been wrestling with in the dark. So what I wanna ask you to do before we leave today is if you just stand with your feet, on your feet with me today. And with no one looking around, if you'd bow your heads and close your eyes. I think there's a group of us in this room that we need to admit that we're wrestling. And we need to come clean with God and say, yeah, I, I, I've been trying to hide it. I've been trying to keep it on the inside, but there's an area in the dark I've been wrestling with. And God, I, I need you to help me here. Because the answer, like, like Julie talked about earlier in worship, the answer is not that we just fight harder, that we just try harder because the Bible says in Zechariah, not by might nor by um, uh, power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. How are you gonna get through this fight? By his spirit. So this means admitting to God, I need your help. Admitting to God, I'm in a fight, I'm in a war right now. Would you? Would you help me through this? So with no one looking around, with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, if you would say, I have been wrestling in the dark in an area of my life that I need rescue from, I wanna encourage you to lift your hand up so I can pray over you right now. I thank you for every, every person in this room who's being honest and vulnerable right now, saying, I just, I'm, I'm in the dark, I'm fighting. So Heavenly Father, you see our hands right now and what we're doing is we're bringing it before you that you know our hearts, you, you listen to our heart's prayer 
over the, the things that we tried, our own plans that we try to bring out of our mouth. So what we ask, God, is that you would rescue us, that you'd help us. These areas in our lives where we've been fighting in the dark, whether it be unforgiveness and insecurity, some sin, some addiction, something we keep going back to. God, we know that you have called us to be sons and daughters of God, and we can't keep living the same life where we're, we're continuing to go back and live the old man the trickster, the manipulator, the old patterns, the old sin. So God, we pray for transformation. We pray that you'd help each and every one of us in this room get from the the verse 28 in our lives where we think we're fighting one thing till we get to verse 30 where we see, God, you rescued us, you moved us forward, you blessed us, you changed us, and we can look back and go, I'm never going back there again, God, because you rescued me, you changed me. I'm in a new chapter now, I've crossed over. So I thank you for every one of my brothers and sisters in this room who, who God, we're asking for your help. And we pray that God, that's exactly what we'd receive is your help in Jesus's name, that Jesus, you would give us the grace, the strength, the power to be changed in you. And it's in Jesus name we pray. Everybody said, amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you have never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, we'd like to give you an opportunity to do so right now. Romans 10.9 says that if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. We'd like to pray and simply invite Jesus to be your savior and the leader of your life. You can pray with me right now. Dear Heavenly Father, I am a sinner who needs forgiveness. Please forgive me of my sins. I ask you to be the leader of my life, to be the Lord of my life, and I want to follow you. I believe, God, that Jesus is who he said he is, and I choose now to follow him all the days of my life. I commit my life to you, And it is in the precious name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Well, we'd like to congratulate you and share your story with us at info at fellowshipgj.com. Again, thanks for joining us.